2: Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst movies of all time and talk about them. Today is a bonus episode chatting all about another one of the films premiering at Fright Fest this very weekend. My name is Ben Errington and I'm joined by Carlota Pareda, the director of Piggy, which has its UK premiere at Fright Fest in London on Monday the 29th of August, which is tomorrow Mm-hmm. How how exciting. Um, I'll just quickly give you an introduction, Carlota. So um, Carlota Pareda is a film and TV director from Madrid in Spain. She started her career in television and was nominated for the Television Academy's Iris Award for Red Eagle. Her short films, The Blondes and Piggy, have screened at numerous national and international festivals, with the latter winning over 90 awards. Piggy is her first feature film and screened at the 2022 Sundance Film Festival. Uh, welcome to the show, Carlota.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here.
2: No problem at all. Thanks for taking the time to speak to us today. I uh, really do appreciate it. Um, congratulations, first off, on Piggy.
0: Thank you so much. We're, we're quite proud of her.
2: Yeah, and and so and so you should be. Um, before we get started, I'll just mm-hmm. read out some details on the film so our our listeners can be up to speed with the movie. Um, so, just a brief synopsis. Not everybody loves the summertime. For overweight teen Sarah, it means dealing with a constant barrage of mockery, judgment, and abuse from the cool girls. But today is different. A mysterious man arrives in the village and kidnaps her, her tormentors. Someone has finally stood up for her. Sarah sees it all, and, is un- and the unknown man has seen her too. It's a wordless pact that neither will betray, as a series of crimes rock the village, and the fingers of suspicion are pointed in every direction. That kind of sums up.
0: Yeah, that's about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, that's about it. But obviously there's so much more to it. There's so many more sort of themes that are that are prevalent mm-hmm. um and it's something that makes it a very unique film especially for a unique film to be to be um screening at fright fest. I think when I was made aware that I was available I was able to review a lot of the films that were screening this was the very first film that I went for because it was the one that I'd seen that premiered at Fright Fest, uh, sorry, premiered at Sundance and I'd mm-hmm. seen various other promotional materials as well. And I thought for me, it looked like the most interesting film screening at the festival. So I had to take a look. Um, so Thank first of so all, much. can I just, no no problem at all. Can I just ask for, for our listeners who may not be familiar with your work, where, um, what is your filmmaking background apart from, of course, the, what I just read out in terms of the short films and everything, how did you get started and what drew you to, I guess, horror and genre filmmaking?
0: Well, for me, I uh, I always wanted to be a storyteller since I was a very young girl. Uh, since I was before I knew how to write, I used to dictate my dad's stories and I would get really angry when he read them back to me, <laughs> and it was not exactly how I said. So when I found out what directors were and what screenwriters did, I decided I want to be that. I didn't know which one so i guess i just ended up being both (laughs) so um, and i started working i I didn't had any connections to get into tv and and so when i um i went to film school very early uh, later on because there was no way to study film in spain and there was no way in the industry so i when they opened the um, uh, film school in spain and i got in uh, i got a job very soon in uh, in tv before i finished film school and you know, film school is, is expensive. So uh, I ended up dropping out to start working in TV. So I started working in TV. I did Red Eagle, as you say, which is a ninja show, uh, amongst other, other things. What um, kind of show? What
2: kind of show did uh, you say?
0: Red Eagle is a, is a ninja show. It's a ninja for the 16th century.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, and I also did, did cop shows, comedies, everything you can imagine. But someday I decided that um, I was not doing it for the reason why I got into filmmaking, which was to find my own voice and tell my own stories. So I made my first short film, which was called The Blonde, which is a comedy thriller. And after that, I did, I did Piggy, the short in which the movie is based, which is, um, I, can, I guess you can say that is horror. And uh, after that, you know, I, I did another short. And I think I'm really happy within the genre Perspective because it can be a freer and I like to, I like to to be able to explore things, themes, and also form thematically, and also make something that it can be very entertaining at the same time, you know. And while we say we we would we make popcorn, but it is poison popcorn.
2: <laughs> okay, um, so I mean, I guess having experience from various different genres, obviously thriller and comedy and everything else you just mentioned, how do you think that helped you? I mean, do you think you found your voice now in terms of this genre, in terms of horror? Is this what you think your voice is? I
0: think my voice is a mixture of everything, which is mm. the way life is. I mean, I'm not happy when there is not comedy involved because I cannot take myself too seriously. <laughs> and, okay. Okay. and I guess that I, every time I see something that is too serious, I think there's always an, an element of fakeness to it. I can't help it. And mm. that's the way I see life. So... I guess that if there's some comedy, you can say there is something of me behind it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess it feels more rooted in reality, doesn't it? When there's comedy, because that, yeah. yeah, personalities are very complex and they should come out in in sort of filmmaking and stuff. Yeah, it's,
0: there's some kind of a absurdity in life that I think uh, the show yeah. is that.
2: That that is a great point. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So I guess obviously Piggy did start life as a short film, but how Mm -hmm. was translating and adapting that content into a feature length, a feature length movie?
0: Well, uh, it was one of the things I just I fell in love with the conflict, you know, uh, the main lead conflict. It was too great to let go. So I just decided to explore it further and uh, follow her lead and try to be as honest to her journey as I could. You mm. know, not, not to try to force ideas that I wanted into it or what I thought would work. I just mm. try to forget everything I learned from TV <laughs> in order to make this and make it as irrational as possible, as uh, be more passionate about it and uh, just follow what I, my God said was the truth.
2: Mm so when mm-hmm. so when you made the short was did you feel like the short was a part of already a part of a bigger story that needed not
0: to be at told? The, not at the beginning not okay. at the beginning it was uh, by the last days of shooting that we were shooting the the last the last scene we shot was the the kidnap and uh, i was with one of my friends who is uh um he, he's the one who did the 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 costume for the for the for the short and also he's done the he's gonna work in an next feature and um and with uh, he said well you know this is just this just just this is just a movie man this is just a movie it's like a movie and i said it is actually the conflict of a movie and i realized then that that you know it's, it was actually what i wanted to to follow through that it was so exciting i just it was felt like a like a waste
2: not to not to mm. find out what went on after what that yeah I completely understand. I I think I agree though. Yeah, the conflict definitely felt like something that, that sort of suited suited mm-hmm. a feature length movie. Because the short came out in twenty eighteen, is that correct?
0: Yeah. So
2: exactly. it was only a only a few years between that and then the shoot, which took place in twenty twenty one. As far as I'm aware, it took place in uh, Villanueva de la Vera. Exactly. Um, so what was the thinking behind choosing that location for the film?
0: Well, I wanted to be in Extremadura because, well, the short is also shot there in the same place, but it, it, because visually it's, it's amazing and also it's um, uh, it's almost trapped in time. You can find it's, it's modern, but at the same time, you know, the cars are like 30 years old. Uh, so it kind of has the thing that it can be, Translated to uh, teenagers nowadays, but also to people that are not so young and think of their summer vacations, um, and had that, that air also that is that is a bit like Texas, but in Spain. <laughs> um, and we yeah. used to joke. We used to joke in the in what well, we were in the movie that in in Stenobura, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> yeah. When you yeah. say Texas, there, I mean, I definitely got some. Texas chainsaw massacre vibes. Maybe it was like the sun bleached mm-hmm. sort of horror horror taking place in daylight and especially in daylight where mm-hmm. it's an incredibly bright summer's day. There's something mm-hmm. genuinely quite unnerving about that. Um, which was
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. And also in summer and with the heat and the and the sweat, you know, bodies are really present you know you can't escape your body in summer you may do it in winter you're cozy at home and you can get into in your head but when you're you know when you're in summer it's like oh my god it's always pleasant yeah. <laughs> i
2: can imagine, I can imagine. Yeah. Um. so i mean how was that experience of shooting somewhere with as far as i'm aware i mean f- feel free to correct me but it's quite a small population Villanueva de Oliveira, is that correct
0: it is very small and um, it is very small. It also held a sense of claustrophobia for our character, you know, like she mm-hmm. cannot escape her reality anywhere. And um, the thing is that the, the whole village got involved in the movie. Uh, some, most of them, well, all of the extras are local. Some of the actors are locals. And for me, it was some kind of way of having more realism to the, to the story. I love the way, you know, um, uh, Stephen King uh, uses americana, you know, it's always main and it's always very real of mm. people that you can think of and that you know that really exist. And that's what I wanted to do with a uh, with the movie, you know, that people especially people who've been uh, in Spain know this this is the way that it is. You know, we're not making this up. <laughs> you know, you may we may have something that is a bit out there in the story, but uh you know the characters and the setting is absolutely real.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> I mean that was my next question. I was gonna say did any of the locals have a particular interest in the process, but clearly, i'm I'm assuming that not many feature films get made there. So I guess it was quite an event.
0: It was the first time, yeah, absolutely. Time. <laughs> it was quite fun because we we have Carmen Machi, who's she's very well known in Spain, who plays the mother. You know, the, mm-hmm. you know the steam mother everybody is in in the in the in the pool, and she had to come uh, you know through them. And in the first takes, they will go, oh, it's coming kind of matchy. And they will open a path like he was the Web It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I see. Her. No, 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 please. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Please. <laughs> You're not doing it right. No. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um. And obviously, in, term, in terms of that, the film does deal with a lot of complex scenarios and issues. I mean, just from my point of view, those include an adolescence body image anger, Mm -hmm. violence, also like mob mentality as well at times. Mm -hmm. Was the experience of bringing all of that to the screen particularly difficult?
0: Mm -hmm. I think it was very intense for the actors, yes. We did a lot of uh, rehearsals. So we knew exactly, we didn't rehearse the scenes per se. We rehearsed Mm -hmm. the situations. And we rehearsed the characters and, uh, you know, the journeys. Everybody knew exactly who, who they were and how they will walk and how they will react in different circumstances but of course it was really hard <laughs> it was really hard especially the pool scene i'd say and um and also the the when the, the bridge and of course the ending but you know the bridge and, and the pool scenes were were really intense. We created a very strong uh, community within the actors but there was a lot of sense that we were almost like a family. I mean, I, learned, I know Laura for a long time because we worked together in the short, but mm. uh, the the rest were people who were new to us. <laughs> but we tried to create a safe space where everybody was safe, but at the same time, it was really intense. And I would say that sometimes for the girls and for the girls, it was harder than it was for Laura. I'm, you know, uh, in the pools. And I can, I can say that it's not something I feel proud of, but it was so intense and the, they gave so much on themselves. There was not a single actor that didn't cry in the movie after we said cut. <laughs> wow. And it's like, and we wow. used to, yeah, it was that. Like, but at the same time, we had, we had a lot of fun as well. And we, we, we did, we, well, we, 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 all, we all, we all stayed, you and George all staying in the same village, in a very mm. small village and you dine together and you go and have drinks together day after day after day it's almost like summer camp but not in the way of uh the 13th you know (laughs) in a happier (laughs)
2: sense (laughs) yeah but it was
0: it was it was intense but at the same time we laughed a lot we did laugh a lot yeah as
2: well i I mean i kind of when you say lara's um performance obviously there was a lot a lot that went into it it's been it was it was a very intimate performance very gutsy mm-hmm. like it's at times like heart-wrenching to kind of witness mm-hmm. some of these mm-hmm. things I mean how did you manage to I know you've obviously talked about um um practicing a lot of the scenes rehearsing a lot of the scenes how did you like guide this portrayal of the character um and was there like a particular emotion that you that you really really wanted to get across and focus on
0: yeah, uh, well well we it is like we did an emotional journey of the story and uh, for the screenplay is not written uh, in a normal way in a sense that uh, you know it's they say that you shouldn't really write what the character is thinking but for me um the the screenplay is the inner voice of Sarah. so mm-hmm. it's not only the dialogue that is not only the action you'll see on the screen but what she's thinking as well yeah, so you I'm, see the I'm... yeah so oh, it's the okay. emotional journey. So that we did this was we we just constructed that emotional journey. So we knew exactly, each scene had what was what, what is going on in the scene. For me, it's very very important. And when you see the movie, um, and uh, Laura is such a great actress, hmm. so nuanced and so delicate and so precise. And, and she barely speaks, but she knew exactly in, in each scene what we were trying to tell in the scene. So I try to be very clear. I mean, you always you find stuff, you try new stuff, but it was a very clear emotion, emotional journey and I, we had to portray it visually, visually through her acting and through the camera movements and the way it's set. But mm-hmm. uh, we, ha- we all talked a lot with the DOP, with the sound sign, uh, even the script supervisor. Everybody knew exactly and the set designer, of course, what it seemed tell of her journey. Mm-hmm. So we could make I made a real mistake because you know uh, because we were following this uh, straight line. I mean, we we knew exactly what we were saying. That maybe you know, but it, uh, we try to be um we try to be very clear uh, in in it in this each conversations of what we were trying to say that and so and uh, we would I and mean, in that way um, I think that uh, it's just great that you have a, an an intelligent and. Uh, and talented actress as Laura, who was able to do all that because
2: it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I think I think that was achieved. The the because the thing that kind of kind of kept me so captivated with the film was constantly thinking, what is this character thinking? What's mm-hmm. going on in her mind? Is yeah. she gonna do? Is she gonna do A, B, or C? Um, how is this gonna pan out? And that kind of kept me really invested in the character's story. So I think that was really really well done um the last the last thing i'll sort of mention on i guess the the, the events of the film and everything like that is were, were any of these based on any real life events or people that perhaps inspired the plot of the film
0: absolutely <laughs> absolutely i mean the the beginning of the short is because i saw this girl in, in the swimming pool and she was all by herself and i started thinking why is he here and also i've been I've been to a lot of schools when I was a teenager, and I wanted when I was a kid as well. That many schools, <laughs> more than five, I think, or six. I, don't, I cannot even remember. And I've seen a lot of a lot of bullying. I've experienced a lot of bullying myself. I've witnessed bullying being quiet, and which made me feel very sick. And also up against bullying. So. You know I'm not scared of people, I'm not scared of sorry of girls I'm scared of people <laughs> mm-hmm. so I, uh, some things that I've seen uh, of course not the not the bullying in the pool itself or of the thing in the in the road, but things are quite similar to that and um uh, all of the people in the film, like the father, the mother, and the neighbors, these people I know, and the girls actually the the bullying the girls the uh, of, uh, of the squad it's just people I know people mm. i know <laughs> maybe not one people i know just a mixture of different people mm, i, I
2: know <clears throat> yeah yeah i see because there are a lot of complex um, mm-hmm. relationships especially with the parents and mm-hmm. um you know i mentioned obviously the mob mentality especially when, when the mm-hmm. neighbors come come into it and accusations begin to fly um mm-hmm. but yeah i think the bullying is that that real life horror the thing that is always so effective and you've already mentioned Stephen King but in all of Stephen mm-hmm. King's movies when the bullying scenes happen those are the ones that make your they mm-hmm. the not in your stomach grows yeah um, and, and I kind of felt like that with this the, the the scenes that affected me the most in your movie were the bullying scenes not necessarily the scenes where they're uh, vi- actual well not actual violence but you know um mm-hmm. the with with the with the villain character. Well, I say villain character, a very again a very complex and mm-hmm. and a very complex and interesting conflicting character. Um but yeah. Yeah for um, me
0: was more interesting to make a movie where the most so violent things is not something that the clear does.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and again that, that that definitely came across. Um so I guess in terms of the screening at Fright Fest, I know it hasn't happened yet. It is happening tomorrow. I probably mm-hmm. this probably will go out live um, mm-hmm. uh, this will go out on our platforms before your screening, so we'll still say tomorrow, and that still makes sense. Uh, okay, great. <laughs> but, so come see it. <laughs> it. Yes, come see it. It's, it's, to, it's tomorrow, and uh, what time is it again?
0: I think it's ten forty-five. One of the uh, yeah, one of the screens is ten forty-five or ten something. yes.
2: Yeah. we'll put awful. It in the show, we'll put...
0: <laughs> <laughs> <As> I remember <laughs> in times.
2: <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes anyway. The link to the link to the screening um of course uh so how did the screening how does the screening of this well, it hasn't happened at fright fest but how do does the screening happening at sundance differ from screening it at a horror specific film festival would you say
0: well actually i hope Well, you know you know the horror uh, crew is always more intense and more fun. And they leave movies, be- str- I don't know, I think they're the, the best, <laughs> basically. And um, also I never went to Sundance because he was online due to comic So I just got the reactions for the people who saw of it. Of course. Yeah, the people who wrote to me after they've seen it. So it actually, I've only seen this movie uh, with a live audience once in, uh, in Croatia because the movie has oh, traveled a lot, uh, but I haven't been able because I was working. So I haven't been able to travel with the film. This is my second film festival that I can even though it's, uh, it's played quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, in Croatia it was great, but it's also, a, it's a festival that is a mixed crowd and there was a lot of old people in the audience. I it was so much, yeah, I thought, <laughs> oh my God, they're going to have a hair attack. And they were so much, they were screaming. And oh my God, they laughed a lot as well, but it was very, it was very weird.
2: <laughs> you, must, you must be looking forward to seeing it with a, with a horror audience then. Cause... Yeah,
0: I know. I don't know if people talk a lot here in Fight I know that in Spain, in the horror festival, people talk a lot when the, the movie is playing. Like, hey! Oh, okay. the at the, oh, yeah, wow. the scream at the, yeah, they holler. I don't, I don't know about here.
2: that. I feel like British okay. audiences are going to be very <laughs> quiet. You're not going to know what, there might be some gas. <laughs> there might be, there probably, obviously there'll be the round of applause at the end, but I don't know about talking through it. That's...
0: That's
2: good. That's good. Quiet down down at front. Uh, So obviously, Spanish language horror films, they've been like ever present. They've often like led the way during various waves of the genre. I'm thinking like fan footage, ghost stories and some like unconventional scares. Where do you expect um, Spanish language horror to take audiences next? Are there any predictions that you've got?
0: I think there's a fantastic horror coming from Spain, and especially there's a lot of new voices in the sword film circuit. And um, you see people like Javier Tabanel, who's brilliant, uh, uh, and uh, many different voices that are coming out there. I just wait, and uh, I just hope we make a, a lot of horror in Spain, and we're able to be able to to make like this kind of a horror Hollywood <laughs> in the yes. south of Europe.
2: <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm definitely up for that. That sounds wonderful. So, um, Carlotta, what are you currently working on? Um, well, currently or next? You did mention your next feature. I mean, I don't know how mm-hmm. much you can talk about that. but uh, There's not anyway. much
0: I can say, uh, but um, uh, because we don't, we only have a working title. But I'm going to start. Well, I'm actually in pre-production right now. <laughs> uh, this okay. is kind of an escape from that, and uh, I'll uh, start shooting in the 24th of October, and it's horror. And he's is gonna be
2: shot in the in the vast country, uh, up north. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wonderful horror again. Then I'm yeah very very <laughs> excited to see uh what what, what that what ha- that has involved. Uh, mm-hmm. Great. So, where can our listeners find more from you or keep up to date with your new projects online?
0: I guess the best thing will be to follow me on Twitter, because I'm quite annoying and <laughs> promoting my stuff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and yeah, yep. and, and, and there's some stuff online. Uh, my shorts, I think some of them are online, but I think Piggy, the short is uh, available on Alter in YouTube. Mm um but yeah follow me on twitter (laughs) and you'll end up unfollowing me after a couple of months say okay (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: that's that's how you've got to sell your twitter just say you're probably unfollowing me in a while um i'll put all of the links to everything like that in the show notes as we've already mentioned piggy has its uk premiere at fright fest so this this episode is going to go live so today so today's sunday the 28th Mm -hmm. of august um has its premiere on monday the 29th of august we think at ten forty five, but i will double check and put that, <laughs> in, put that in the show notes uh thank you so much um carlotta thanks for listening if you enjoyed the show become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout thanks to taj easton for our theme music Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a five-star re- rating or review. Head over to the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board of Advisors for more. Thank you so much for joining us, Carlota. And enjoy the screening of your movie. Thank you. Only the second, Only the second time with a live audience, <laughs> with a Fright Fest audience as well. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Best of luck. Enjoy yourself. And uh, keep making amazing, amazing horror films.
0: Thank you so much. Have a great day.
2: <laughs> Thank you. You too. Take care.